everybody. Welcome back to 5678 and Beyond. This is Coach Darian, also goes by Coach D. This is Kat Whedon, and I go by Coach Kat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is now episode two. Episode two. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When when you had this brilliant idea to do a podcast, I was like, we're going to do this podcast, and absolutely nobody's going to listen to it. Yeah, we had we had literally zero expectations. At all. <laughs> so um, we are just so excited and like in awe of the feedback, the downloads, um, just how every... Everybody was excited. We got subscribers. I mean, real subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think it was going to happen, but we are so happy um, and excited. And um, we're back. We're back for episode two. Um, during episode one, let's be honest, we kind of were just having a conversation. Yeah. And throughout that episode, I kept saying, this could be a future podcast. Yeah. This could be its own podcast. Yeah, yeah. And out of that conversation, we ended up kind of narrowing down our focus for today, um, which is going to be parents. 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 We want to talk about how to deal with parents. And I'm not going to say how to deal with difficult parents because not every parent is a difficult parent, um, but um, we love our parents. That's right. And we also believe that parents are very, very important to the uh, cheer world, to the all-star gym process. Also, into the tumbling side, um, you know, we had <laughs> we had people messaging that were like, talk about crazy parents. Mm-hmm. And really, like, I think our bottom line mentality is that like there is a dynamic and there's a balance between the coaches, the ownership, the kids and the parents. Absolutely. And that balance can go out of whack really fast. Very, very fast. Or it can be the best balance you possibly can have. Yeah. And so this is not a conversation about um, crazy parents. We will talk about some, some, you know, experiences we've had that we've have had been a little wild. wild stories. We'll talk a little bit about how to, you know, how do we navigate this and how do you, um, how do you, you know, get your way through all stars or, you know, school or school cheer or tumbling and stay on the right path. And I think as a parent myself yep. and as a soon to be parent over here, <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. Um, I think a lot of times when we have any kind of, you know, issues with parents, they don't know that there's an issue. Mm-hmm. That's true. They really don't. They, they, they really, um, they're just fighting for their kid. Right. That's true. And you oftentimes know? I think the balance that we mentioned earlier comes from, um, a lack of communication. Absolutely. Right? I think parents, because they are parents and these are their children, they often have a vision for their child, which is totally uh, understandable. When I'm a dad, I'm going to have a vision for my daughter. You know, I'm sure you have a, a, some type of vision for your kids. Absolutely. So when the communication is off or they don't know that the coach has their own vision or the owner has their own vision and that affects their children, I think that immediately kind of turns into like a, a disbalance or an off balance there. It, it does. So tell us a little bit uh, as a gym owner and as a um, someone who's coached All-Star for many years now, um, what how important is that role of a parent uh, to a gym? It is essential. It is the most important relationship. Um, you know, part of our job is to teach kids how mm-hmm. to interact with adults and how to do it in a safe and effective manner. And the greatest um, ability for them to see it play out live is kids as parents interactions with the ownership and or the coaches or the gym managers or the front desk and so kids learn by what they see Mm -hmm. right so that relationship is the foundation of an all-star gym yeah right every day a parent wakes up and chooses your brand Mm -hmm. or they choose your tumbling facility or they choose you as a coach to do privates and that choice we shouldn't take lightly yeah it is it's a really important choice yeah it's a family choice right so when a kid chooses all-star cheer or school cheer or tumbling or privates, it's a family choice. Mm-hmm. It is a family dynamic that gets abrupted by being a part of any kind of competitive or travel sport, mm-hmm. right? So dad's got to buy in. Mom's got to buy in. Right. Siblings have got to buy in because your schedule becomes this schedule, right. right? So that parent who is in charge of that kiddo, being able to have a transparent and open and honest relationship with them is the absolute foundation mm-hmm. of a gym. Yeah. And the bigger your gym is, the harder that can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's great, especially the years that we were smaller when we were under 80 athletes. I knew every parent's name all of the time. I knew where they worked. I knew everything about them. Yeah. Um, I talked to them more. We're a little bit larger than that now, so it's a little bit more challenging, but it's something that I think is important mm-hmm. because these are our clients and these are right. people that trust us, Right. right. So that dynamic cannot be overstated. Mm-hmm. It is so important. The parents 
involvement is so important and being on the same page is so important. I can't right, even. Right. And it's true. And like you said, every day they wake up and choose us, which um, is like the, the core of your business. Absolutely. Because the moment they don't choose us anymore, our business is going to see, you know, the difference. Yes, you are completely correct. Um, in the same way that I wake up and choose to go to Walmart, I could wake up and choose to go to Target, mm -hmm. right? Within a gym and within the gym's own, you know, micro system, you think to yourself, like, the easiest quick choices are like coaches do tumble with and or do privates with. Right. So we talked about on the last podcast that Luxland is so different because we support our kids doing privates yeah. in our lessons with multiple coaches. Right. There are coaches and gyms that don't have mm -hmm. that mentality, right? And so a coach may choose daring to do privates with, and then if that relationship becomes tense, my like parents, excuse me, not a coach, yeah. Yeah, if that relationship becomes tense, a parent can switch that up, right? Right. At a gym like ours, if they switch it up, it's no sweat off our back because mm -hmm. we're so open. Right. At a gym that's a little bit more um, structured in that, you know, you traditionally do the same, you do traditionally do privates with just this one coach, and the only time you deviate from that coach is if there's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's your first inclination that there's a problem. Right. Is if you have Susie that comes to you all the time, and then all of a sudden Susie chooses now, you know, Billy to mm -hmm. go to, right? So. As a coach, mm -hmm. we have to be aware that, right. you know, they can choose us every day when it comes to, like, tumbling and or privates. Right. And then for an all-star program, most of us have families that are locked into a contract, right? Mm -hmm. So you're contracted through a full season. That season varies per gym. But at any given time, if I was a parent and I felt like I did not trust the coaches and or I had no good communication with them or I just didn't believe in the vision, you can leave at really any point in time. Yeah. Right? So, Yes. Every day, getting up and choosing us mm -hmm. is the foundation of how we create this lifelong relationship and this, yeah. and you know, have that relationship that right. continues on through those kids. Right. So, how do we deal with parents that are disgruntled? Parents that are. I was hoping we'd get to this part because this is what everybody's waiting difficult, for. Difficult, crazy, you know, because yes. we've all we've all been there as a coach. <laughs> anybody who's run a business, more or less, but uh, people who are working with kids often. We have to communicate with parents. We have to see them. We have to pass by them. And we've all been in a situation where we've had a parent upset come up to us. We've had a parent um, that wants their way. We've had a parent that doesn't agree with our choices and our decisions. You know, if, for instance, as a tumbling coach, I um, deal with the kids. A lot of times parents come up to me and say, hey, uh, little Susie is learning uh, their back handspring tuck. Uh, I see little Susie tumble, and then I quickly realize <laughs> that little Susie has a back walkover. Little Susie has a back walkover, right? Maybe. So, yeah. at, at my job as a coach and someone who is uh, is uh, my mentality is always about progression, right? Because I believe that uh, for in order for kids to have longevity in their skills, they need to have the proper progression, the proper training, the proper strength. So, when I take little Susie, who came in for a tuck, back down to her round off, typically I've had some parents get very very upset with me. So mm -hmm. how, um, just from the coaches, all-star coaches, the owner's perspective, how do we deal with that? The first thing we have to do is remind ourselves that not, in the way that not all blocks are the same, mm -hmm. not all parent issues are the same. 100%. Um, I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that you have to be a parent yourself to deal with parents that are in distress, because mm -hmm. it's not the truth. I think all you have to do is have empathy Mm -hmm. But then also have so an end game, yeah. right? What's an end game? So a parent who is constantly undermining your authority or is coaching from the parent viewing area or is discussing with other people what they don't like about what you're doing, the end game for me and that parent is that maybe Lux is not the right place for right. them. And that's okay. Yes, and that's okay. And so when I am dealing with that kind of parent, my first, my first goal is conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. But I am very transparent. Like if I, if I hear of people chipping in the parent viewing area, I will address it. Right. Right. So when I was a kid, my mom used to always give us this analogy that like if you see a spider, like and it runs under the couch, you've got two options, which is to flip that couch over, find <laughs> that spider, and squash it, or to let the spider go because you can't see it anymore, but mm -hmm. you always know it's there. You're always going to be afraid oh, to sit on the couch, yes. right? And so my mom's mentality was flip the couch, mm -hmm. kill the spider. Even if that's killing that spider makes you want to drink a whole bottle of wine afterwards, <laughs> you kill it, right? So I think I take that approach in life, which is 
if I hear any kind of grumblings mm -hmm. of parents not happy, I don't let it live. Yeah, that's I important. I don't let it survive. I address it. Yeah, and it needs to be addressed uh, immediately, as immediately, soon as possible. respectfully, yeah. calmly, yeah. Um, and with an end game. Mm -hmm. So if it's a parent that has grumblings in the parent viewing area, usually I'll give a very broad statement. Like, hey guys, in order for team telephone to continue to have parent viewing opening open two times a week, you guys are going to have to make sure in the parent viewing area that you're being respectful. Mm -hmm. What's respectful? Don't discuss other people's children under any circumstance. Yeah. I may be saying, oh, Darian, you know, talking about Darian's daughter. I may be saying, oh, Darian's daughter, um, you know, I just think that maybe if she was in that stunt group, it'd be better. I don't know if she could lift her. But what, what Darian hears, or what whoever mom is texting Darian, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's hearing is, your daughter is weak. Mm -hmm. Your daughter can't get it done there. Mm -hmm. She needs to be She's moved. no good here. Right. And sometimes we have parents that have good intentions. They just don't know how to stop talking. Yeah. Sometimes they're just nervously talking. Right. I'm like, if you can't not nervously talk in the parent viewing, don't sit in the parent viewing. Go to Target. Yeah. Go to the mall, right? Yeah. So... Step one is if I hear like grumblings, I'll address it as a group, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not addressing the whole gym. I'm usually addressing the team that we're coming out of. Mm -hmm. And I'm just setting, I'm reiterating my expectations. In the parent viewing area, we do not talk about other people's kids. Not in a negative way at all, not in a neutral way. It just is something you have to train yourself not to do. Right. We also in the parent viewing area remind ourselves that like you're not coaches. Mm -hmm. Like, like let the coaches coach, mm -hmm. right? Every season and every team does this, right? We go up, we go down. We have hills and we have valleys. And the hard time to watch practice is during the valleys. Right. The easy time to watch practice is during the hills where we're on a high. Mm -hmm. But there's many more valleys in all-star cheer and school cheer than there are hills, right? The mm -hmm. top of the hill. Yeah. And so if you can't handle that, like, you're going to come to practice and Susie's sound group may not hit this week or this day because they're just a mess. If you can't handle that, mm -hmm. don't come in, right? So I remind parents. We're in the middle of a valley right now. They're working through some stuff, but they're working through it together. So we're going to let them. We've got four sun groups hitting, but we've got one that's struggling. We're going to, we believe in those kids and we're not changing stuff, right? So I reiterate my expectations, right? And then I give them a second to then meet my expectations, right? right? If we continue on, so if I get a message from somebody else or if I get, um, if I hear it, the next, I'm going to address it immediately with that parent. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I usually address it in the form of some kind of text message, email, um, something on paper so that they understand that, mm -hmm. like, we're charting this. Yeah. Like, you know, like, we're going to have documentation of mm -hmm. it. I heard that this was said. Um, I just want to make sure that if that was said or somebody misinterpreted it, that, you know, here are my expectations again. I think your daughter's great. I, I really enjoy you as a parent. But... I don't love this, and what you're coming across to as the uh, across to the other parents mm -hmm. is a little bit crazy and a little bit like you're trying to coach from here. So if that's not what you're doing, I would just you know really think about how you're saying stuff. Yeah. And sometimes, if I my daughter Bryn, cheers, I don't watch her practice because, I mean, I love her to do this for her. Like I don't want her doing this for me, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not all up in her practice. I don't coach her. Like I kind of watch practice from the side and I ask her how was practice, right? So. If my daughter Bryn was out and she was struggling to practice, there's always this like feeling like my kid's struggling, everybody thinks they're the weak link, and then I'm just going to talk, and I'm going to talk, and I'm going to kind of notice other people's flaws to make my kiddo's flaws right. not be so big. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to keep, we have the exact opposite parents that call out every flaw of their kid, right? Yeah. And I'm like, just be mom, yeah, right? So knowing what kind of parent you're dealing with is important, right? So are we dealing with a parent who has got a history of, I was going to say some really bad words, but I'm going to say it nicely, of talking not very kindly mm -hmm. about judging decisions, team decisions. That's a different parent yeah. than a parent whose kid is just having a moment and they're in distress. Right. I say distress a lot because I think that that's important. Is that yeah. like sometimes parents are in distress. And they both are going to get two different responses. Correct. And I'm calm. And if I'm, if I'm upset about something or if a parent has messaged me and everybody has gotten the, I need you to call me right now. You know what I'm not going to do? Mm -hmm. Call you right now. Yep. I need you to email me back before 10. You know what I'm not going to do? Email you back yeah. before 10. Yeah. Because absolutely nothing that comes out of my mouth, you're going to appreciate. At that moment. I'm going to tell you every single thing I think right then yeah. and there. And I don't want to hurt your feelings because mm -hmm. you're my client. And I love you. And I love your kid. So I am going to yeah. ice you until the morning. Yeah, and that's a good tip on both I'm going to sleep on it. And 
coach aside. Give it some time. Let those let those emotions or whatever kind of settle. See how you feel the next day. Yes. And I parents that will kind of, oh, Susie got moved out of this stunt because she's missed the last 10 practices. Like the stunt hasn't hit for 10 practices and now she's front spotting. Somebody else is flying. And that parent wants to message you and call you. And it's just so urgent. And Susie's crying in the car right now. Those parents, I will literally tell, like if I don't just not respond, mm-hmm. um, I would usually tell them, hey, I got your message. We will talk tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I just want to, it's better for you mm-hmm. if we talk tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Okay? It's a smart and wise decision. Yes. So <laughs> coaches, owners, tumbling directors, whatever, if you are not making them sleep on it and you're not sleeping on it, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Because what you also shouldn't be doing is groveling to the feet of parents and just making changes because they complain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that doesn't work either. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't respond because sometimes I have to show a little restraint. Of course. Right? And I also need to let it simmer. Mm-hmm. Right? But on the flip side of that, you can't give instant gratification. If somebody's mom messages you and it's like, I think my kid should have this back spot. Right? And... I just give in to them. What what set, what example does that set for the rest of the parents? Yeah, they can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> and you're a pushover, and the second they message you, they get to make decisions. Yeah. So you got to know what kind of parent you're talking to. You need to sleep on it, mm-hmm. right? And then you need to remind your parents that this is a team sport. Right. And I tell the coaches, keep it short, keep it sweet, mm-hmm. and keep it factual. I don't do a lot of, I feel like Susie is this. I keep it with... Susie has not hit the stunt. Mm-hmm. We have another option. Yeah. It's time for the other option to get reps. Yeah, and I think it's also important, like you said, to sleep on it, but also kind of removing that emotional aspect Correct. out of it. Because if you keep it about the facts, there's really no argument that's taking place. Correct. If it is about the stunt, let's keep it about the stunt and what is best for the team. You can't argue with that. Right, and Susie's mom is usually worked up because she sat in parent viewing and she knows Susie was on borrowed time. Yeah. Right? Susie's missed every stunt for the last two weeks now me am i leaving something in that's missed every stunt for the last two weeks absolutely not but let's just say that's where you're at right susie's mom has sat in parent viewing for the last two weeks susie's mom has also listened to probably other people be like i'm so glad our son's hitting Mm -hmm. look at susie's mom yours is not right and so when susie gets taken out of the stunt the thing is that susie's mom is not surprised Mm -hmm. susie's mom knew it was coming she just didn't want it to happen right because as parents we want to inherently protect our children from disappointment right we want to protect them from sadness we Mm -hmm. want to protect them from hurt we want to protect them from all of the terrible things in life but what i tell susie's mom and what i tell the kids is guess what as an adult every single day i'm disappointed in humanity Mm -hmm. and other people right (laughs) yeah and you have to learn how to deal with it and i think as as a parent since there is somewhat of an open line of communication instead of getting upset that Susie's son is not hitting her and now she's not in, let's go talk to the coach. Say, hey, what does Susie need to do right. to get better, to get, back, to get back where she needs to be, to get those skills back up, right? Because now we can, now with, with the parents' help, we can create a plan for Susie. Yes. I don't know how it works in everybody's gym, but mm-hmm. for us, if we start seeing a kid struggling, we are immediately going, and I, I hate talking just flyers because I, I think that it's just too focused on. So let's say let's say that um, our new girl, Emma, she's a, she's a back spot. Okay, and Emma is struggling, and we just took Emma out of the stunt, and now somebody else is in. Most likely, we've addressed with Emma before. We've 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 educated, educated, educate. Um, a lot of times, coaching is, is like fifty first dates, yeah. right? Every day they forget what you said, and you have to do it again. Mm-hmm. So we have fifty first dated Emma a thousand times in backspotting. <laughs> we have a, adjusted her grips. We have talked about it. We have suggested to Emma that she gets extra work. Yeah. Emma doesn't get that extra work. Emma's not doing any kind of extra strength training. And so Emma's taken out. And then at that point, Emma's mom contacts yeah. us. We're going to give her a road plan forward. But I'm also going to remind Emma's mom, I talked to Emma yeah. a month ago. Yeah, and that's important to know that this is an ownership sport. Your yes, child yes. I love that. This is an ownership yeah. sport. We should, as coaches, and good coaches help kids understand accountability. About accountability. Yes. Right? So... Because we've spoken to Emma, right? That's our first line of communication, the athlete, the child. Um, and it's an ownership thing. We gave Emma uh, op- uh, ample opportunity to kind of get it in gear. Right. right and we gave her shirt. a roadmap to get better. Right. And to get stronger. Right. And the, the, the natural consequence of Emma choosing not to buy into that roadmap mm-hmm. was that Emma ended up outside of that stunt. Right. But at that point, that's where the parent is like, 
you know, her feelings are hurt. My feelings are hurt. Mom, my feelings are hurt. I took time out of my life to, to talk to you and or Emma and yeah. to make a plan and to say, I believe in her, but she's got to do X, Y, and Z. And then yeah. she didn't do it. No, my feelings are hurt because you wasted <laughs> moments of my life. I'm never going to get back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we love Emma. And we love Emma. <laughs> we love Emma. But like accountability is good. You know, it always blows my mind when I have these parents who want to speak for their kids or they're the ones who want to text message me and their kids are like 16 years old. And I'm like, you give this kid a credit card and you let them drive all over yeah. the world. You trust them with your friends thinking that Life 360 tells the full story. Mm -hmm. And then you're mad at me because I didn't spoon feed right. you as the parent well, information. And it goes back <laughs> yes. to uh, episode one when you just mentioned that uh, we have to, one, be helping and teaching our kids to have a voice. Right. At 16, 17, maybe even 15, this child should uh, Autonomy. know how to speak yes. up. Right? Come talk to us. And they should be asking us what they need to do to get better, right? Or to get back on track. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, yep. ownership. Ownership, Ownership yes. and accountability. And parenting can sometimes be like swoop in and try to save the day. Yeah. But sometimes parenting needs to be, this is the consequence of inaction. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to just work through it. Yeah. You know, every day as an adult, you deal with challenges and you deal with disappointment and you deal with people you don't see eye to eye with. And as an adult, you have to be able to function in society right. and move on from that. Right. So, you know, we're kind of we're kind of going here, there and everywhere. But I guess for me, long of the short is know what kind of parent you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Sleep on it when there's issues. Don't easily give in to what they what they're wanting. That being said, the flip side of that is if a parent says something to you that makes you go, oh, maybe we should have done that. Mm -hmm. That isn't that the parent should be the coach. It just is there is um, some value yeah. in admitting that maybe somebody saw something you didn't see. Right. Right. So maybe I'll respond to the parent. You know, I haven't thought about it that way. I was frustrated with Emma, but I haven't thought about it that way. And we haven't tried this, this, this. So you know what? She's still not going to be in the stunt, but we'll give her some reps in that yeah. stunt and we will try this. You know, we talked a lot last time about apologizing to kids and how that can be uncomfortable. Sometimes you have to apologize to parents when it's warranted. Um, and sometimes you have to hear what they have to say, right? Yeah. Parents want to be heard. We've now addressed what kind of parent we're dealing with. We know what we know what the problem is. We've slept on the problem. We are transparently communicating with that kid and the problem or the parent. And now we move forward. Um I will be the first one to tell you, and I said it last time, not every parent is your client mm -hmm. that you want, Yeah. right? Not every parent is your ideal client. Mm -hmm. Not every kid is your ideal client. And if you're, if a kiddo in your program or a parent in your program is toxic, let them go. Yeah. I do not care if it's your point flyer, it's your last pass. It is not mm -hmm. worth it. Yeah. It is not worth it. And I think a lot of us came out to the other side of the pandemic with just a very different view on this. Um, things got real weird during the pandemic. We were all locked up at home after being a part of a sport that never stopped, right? So I remember saying when the pandemic started, like when people were like, oh, cheer is gonna get shut down. They're not gonna have this event, this event. And I was like, <laughs> like all-star cheer never stops. Mm -hmm. Like literally my arm could be falling <laughs> off and all-star cheer is still going, mm -hmm. right? And when all-star cheer stopped and school cheer stopped and university cheer stopped, during the pandemic, I think we all realized that cheer is not above and beyond life, Life, right? <laughs> it's not. And on the other side of it, I think a lot more coaches are now taking those days off and going on vacation, yeah. going with your family to the reunion, mm -hmm. you know, taking it off and going and celebrating your anniversary with your spouse. I think we were like in this real crazy yeah. mentality yeah. where like, you know, cheerleading above all yeah. as a coach and, and as an a, owner. That's a good side note. Coaches, it's okay to rest. Yes. And, you know, you know, you millennial coaches out there, do I think we need like a uh, mental health day every other day? No, no. You know, but do I think yes. that there is some value now and that we all agree? Like, I mean, I, I catch myself saying it all the time now, it's just cheerleading. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not life or death. This is we left. We literally dealt with life or death. This is cheerleading. Yeah. Um, and so at the end of the day, like, if that kiddo's been with you forever, but their parent is toxic, let them go. Mm -hmm. And by let them go, I am a believer of quietly let them go. Mm -hmm. It does not matter to me what anybody says. I said this the last podcast. I, if I know that that Darian's daughter, Emma, is toxic or Darian is toxic, I'm going to bring Darian in and I'm going to be like, I appreciate the time you've been here. 
we are going to go ahead and terminate this contract. And I think it's time for you to move on to another gym. Mm -hmm. I've contacted my friends. You know, I think you could do great someplace else, just not here. Um, that is if I like them. Mm -hmm. If they're toxic, but I don't like them necessarily, <laughs> then it's just going to be good luck in the future. Yeah. Right. And we're going to say it's I don't care what you say walking out of this room. I am not going to discuss what we discussed. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to slander your kid or you, even though you've spent two months slandering me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be above that. And if you want to walk out of here and say that you quit, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to come out here, walk out of there and say that I asked you to leave, that's fine. I'm never going to yeah. disclose that. Right. And y'all, I've got a handful, <laughs> big handful of kids that we have asked to quietly walk away. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, leave screaming, I quit. And you know what I do? Nothing. Yeah. I don't need to defend myself. Mm -hmm. Right. But not every client is your ideal client. Yeah. So if somebody is toxic in the parent viewing or the kid is toxic, you know it. Right. And it's time to get rid of them because your program is better mm -hmm. for getting rid of those people. And uh, that, that toxicness spreads like a wildfire. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what's worse than one toxic parent? <laughs> a, a group of three toxic, <laughs> toxic parents. Um, and y'all, it's all the way down to like minis. Mm -hmm. Like, like. I would say at Lux Cheer, I'm very, very blessed to have very few parents that even like hit the border of that. Mm -hmm. But we got we got some parents yeah. in there. And right now, all the Lux parents listening are like, is it me? Is it me? Am I the drama? Are you the drama? Am I the drama? Um, but I'm so sensitive to any kind of little disruptions or any kind of little negative attitude or any kind of looking over your shoulder where you think the grass is greener, purpler, redder, more blue, whatever. Um, because everybody wants to be here at Lux and I do not fight to keep people that don't yeah. want to be here. But you got to be willing to let of people course, go. Of course. Right? Yeah. Right. And by not addressing it, mm -hmm. you are showing other parents that they can do what they want. And, you know, there's a there's a, been a change in coaching yeah. from this very like negative and consequence type of coaching to the focusing on the good and focusing right. on the kids who come on time, right. who wear the right practice clothes, who always know their choreography. If we only focus on Susie over here that doesn't care, but then we don't focus on Betty over yeah. here who is always on. We're doing a disservice else. to everybody else. And who's the better example? Mm -hmm. Right? Right. There are some kids that are so starved for attention that they will take it any way they possibly can. Um, and unfortunately, society sometimes tells these kids that negative attention is still attention. So if you are constantly fueling them with negative attention, negative attention, the kids are going, I'm doing the right thing and you never call my name. You never give me props. Mm -hmm. You never, you know, say how good of a job I am. And y'all, I've been there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been there even this year where I'm like, stop focusing on the ones doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, because you're just giving them attention. And guess what? They keep going because you keep giving them attention. Yeah. yeah. Right. And focus it, and focus it, on the ones doing it right. And it also, if you're focusing on, on all the wrong things, it typically skews your viewpoint. And you're really missing out on how well this oh, yeah. is doing or at the successes and the victories and all that yeah. stuff. I could have... 200 wonderful parents and then the one crazy mom can literally ruin it for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but again, I'm the owner that's like, okay, you're, you're, you're disturbing my peace. Like I'm like a peace person yeah. now. Like if you disturb my peace, you got to go. Maybe we need to talk a little bit about what makes a great parent because yeah. I literally have a gym full of great people. Yeah, like, that's true. I mean, you guys, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I didn't, I don't deserve the parents <laughs> we have at Lux, mm -hmm. right? Um, because even when I'm at my worst or when I'm at my place where I'm not, I could be doing better as an owner, as a coach, they support us. Yeah. Right. So um, shout out to all the Lux mom and dads out there. Not the crazy ones. There's only a few of those. Very few. Um, but to all of you guys that um, make Lux Lux, mm -hmm. because, man, like I count myself lucky, yeah. especially when I talk to other coaches and mm -hmm. owners yeah, and they start telling me stories. We're like, that happened? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just want to give all of my parents yeah. a present. You yeah. guys are just so wonderful. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about what makes a good parent. Yeah. So, um, I, I, yeah, so I think, you know, as a uh, tumbling coach, as a director, um, I have the privilege of working with parents in a different aspect. Uh, most of the time, uh, they're great. Um, I always, always, whenever I'm working with a kid for the first time, I always like to meet their parent after a lesson or before a lesson, mm -hmm. just to, you know, just say hi, introduce myself. Um, and oftentimes the parent will let me know what the kid wants to get into and what they want to work on. And then I'll kind of start my process with the kid. I try to only ever interact with a parent maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, mm -hmm. just to kind of keep them engaged, let them know what we're working on and why we're working on that, working on that thing. I also like to let the parent know like the plan 
um, of to get their child to said skill that they want to get to. Um, but most of the time, I think for me, um, what I consider as a good parent is like, there's a good open line of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, um, if I ever have an issue or if I'm, ha- if I'm struggling um, to work with little Susie and we, maybe we're not meeting eye to eye, I always invite the parent back and just say, hey, um, the, is Susie hard on herself? And the parents say, oh, yeah, she's like that. Um, okay, cool. Because that helps me as a coach have a different interaction next time or next private. Be a little bit more yep. encouraging. Take a little bit slower. Um, but just that open line of communication, I think, is so, so good. And I think that's, that's the basis of, like, a good parent. There's an open line of communication. They're eager to, like, break down things for you just as much on the flip side as sometimes we need to say, hey, we're doing this because. so. Mm-hmm. Yes. And all of that is exactly like you have a mutually respectful relationship with the parents. Yep. You have open and honest communication. Mm-hmm. And, you know, same with the kid. That It sounds like the parents support you. Yeah, they trust you. They trust you and they support you. And those are all really, really important. So right now I still have some Lux parents out there that are like, am I the crazy? Let me say this. <laughs> I know I joked about like, I've got some crazies at Lux. Y'all, we've got some parents that are like kind of crazy, but I absolutely adore them and yeah. love them and would want their kid with me until the moment they graduate and beyond. Um, so please don't text me <laughs> <laughs> asking me if you're the crazy. Um, I've got a crazy sometimes. <laughs> um, so yeah, for me, these are the things that make a good cheer parent. Trust, which you hit the nail on the head. Trust. Trust is easy when things are good. Mm -hmm. Trust is really hard when things are choppy or we're in that valley or your kid is in a valley. Just like a practice can be in a valley, a kid can be in a valley. Things happen at home. Yes. During life. And we see kids that I'm at a new school or my friends made a different team or um, I did not do well at grades. I'm, I'm arguing with my cheer friends. I'm arguing with my school friends family dynamics have changed yeah. and maybe mom and dad are, you know, starting to create a new life separate from each other. Um, maybe you have a sibling who has medical issues or has, um, you know, autism or something like all these things affect kids. Yeah, they take a toll. They take a toll on kids and cheer is supposed to be their safe place. But sometimes that safe place means that they're safe enough to act out Mm -hmm. they feel so confident in this building that you're going to love them unconditionally that they can just kind of beat up on you Mm -hmm. and you got to recognize that when a kid who's a great kid is struggling and they're pushing back and they're pushing back sometimes like you said you have to just go to the kid and you say i love you Mm -hmm. you're kind of not very nice right now and and you kind of hit the nail on the head uh, last episode when you said there's times when it's just like hey you're not usually like this or usually don't mm-hmm. behave this way or you, you're usually not mouthing off at your coach. What's going on? Yep. And let me tell you, that kiddo that we talked about last time that I was like, you're not a disrespectful kid, um, who I was like, you need to go apologize to your coaches because you are showing other people that you don't respect them and you don't respect me. And mm-hmm. that was painstaking for her. Like, she was like, I respect you and I respect them. And I was like, you got to show it, right? Mm-hmm. She apologized to her coaches and we've had zero issues yeah. in three weeks, Right. But it would have continued on mm-hmm. had we not said something. And I think uh, what you said earlier about having just um, our first response should be somewhat of empathy, Absolutely. especially with yes. dealing with a child. Yes. Because typically, in my experience, what we're seeing is not always um, something else is going on usually. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we respond harsh um, right off the bat, typically that kills their self-esteem, kills their mm-hmm. mood. And the practice is going to go downhill from there. Yes. Right. But if you meet them with empathy and say, hey, what is going on? Because I know that you know better. or I know that you are more respectful than this. It opens up that line of communication, builds that trust. And now we can get somewhere. Yes. And, you know, kids kind of have a bad rep right now. Like there's like this idea that like these kids right now, they're so soft and they don't know how to practice hard and they're emotional. I actually am so proud that kids right now feel safe enough to be emotional to you. Um, Because when we were growing up, the idea that you could cry in practice or that as a man, you could show emotion Mm -hmm. or that you could show that things hurt your feelings or you could show that you're unhappy. It was like, just build a wall, just build a wall. And I think we need to be celebrating the fact that kids are comfortable around us and in this environment enough to show how they're feeling. Because, you know, I've got some stone cold killer kids Mm -hmm. that like, I mean, literally, they could their foot could fall off, and they're just gonna look at you like, "Okay, what's next? Like, what? How about the routine? Yeah, what are we doing next? We gonna fall out? Like, mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't think you're okay. <laughs> like, um, but on the flip side of that, I've got kids who 
feel. I got one kid on our world team who's just a feeler. Mm -hmm. And she'll tell you, she is a feeler. And she's been a feeler since she was little. And at first when she was little, I was like, oh gosh, how do we deal with this? And then now I'm like, her emotions are big, Mm -hmm. you know? And she, we are helping her navigate those big emotions. And there was one practice that she just had like a really bad practice. Like it was like nothing in stunts hit, nothing in tumbling hit, nothing in (laughs) choreography hit. And then she came up to me after practice and she just said, I was just in my head, Kat. I'm so sorry. I was just in my head all practice. It won't happen again. Mm-hmm. Once I got in my head, I couldn't get out. And instead of being mad at that kid for like steamrolling a whole practice, I just gave the kid a hug and yeah. I was like, okay, so let's not do it next time. Well, that's And that's a cool moment because again, ownership. That kid yeah. is coming to the coach and verbalizing, this is kind of what happened. I'm going to do better next time. Yes. How, how can you respond angry about that? You know what right. I mean? Right. And, you know, I hope that I'm a safe adult for that kid that she can go, okay, she's seen me at my worst and mm-hmm. she's seen me at my best and she right. still loves me. Right. Um, so, you know, we want to we wanna be trust, trust, right? So mm-hmm. trust during the good, trust during the bad. Yeah. Um, and when I say bad, I mean when you don't see the path as a parent, when you can't see the vision, when you can't see the end game, when it feels like all the other teams are hitting their stunts and ours aren't, mm-hmm. that's when we need your trust the very most, mm-hmm. right? Um beyond trust communication but there is such thing as over communicating Mm -hmm. as a parent yeah you know um unlike probably a lot of other gym owners like or coaches like i don't really have a friendship with parents Mm -hmm. i've got parents who like i could hang out with i guess you know but like for me like i kind of stay on the other side of the wall Mm -hmm. if we're at a competition and we're all downstairs and we're all hanging out that's great but i don't seek out like friendships of our parents Mm -hmm. um Mainly because of the communication, like, like, where do you draw that line yeah. on when am I cat the owner and when am I cat the person? Mm-hmm. And we kind of always laugh that when parents invite us to stuff, like, again, I've got some parents I've got really, really great relationships with yeah. that, like, I would count them as my friend. I just don't invest in outside of gym right. time with soul, just parents, right? Yeah. Um, but we've got some parents that, or not, we've got some parents, I'm afraid that. What my concern about that is, is like, where do you draw the line on like when you're an owner or a coach versus when you're just a person? Mm -hmm. And anytime we've ever been to like um, events where like we've got a lot of parents that have nothing to do with the gym, I really struggle with feeling like, can I be Catherine, Mm -hmm. my full name, or am I cat right now? Mm -hmm. Am I I coach cat? Am I cat the person, you know? you've got to communicate with kids and mm-hmm. parents in a way that is effective and that is meaningful. And when you communicate with them as a parent, first resolve it yourself. Try just to say, sometimes the way that kids interpret things are not the ways that they're said. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, if you're ready to jump off the rails because little Susie was told something that was probably the truth, but maybe not in a very great delivery, like you need to reflect back. Right. And you need to first address it internally. Yeah. Secondly, Please try to refrain from the, I'm messaging you, but Susie doesn't know I'm messaging you, so please don't tell her I'm messaging you, but I need you to fix this for her messages. Yeah. Um, we talked about it last time that I think it's so important for kids to troubleshoot and yeah. problem solve with adults, right? Because we're a safe place, right? So if she's upset about a formation, which I am not a believer that kids need to be upset about formations. If your toe touch is good, you're in the front. If it's not good, you're in row five. Um, but if she's upset about that, she needs to come talk to us and she needs to be prepared to hear the truth. You were in the third row last year, or you were in the first row last year because your team was weaker and so your jumps looked better. You're in the fifth row this year because your team is better and your jumps look weaker. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like that, let's do something about it. Yeah. Right? So empower them, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then when a parent feels like it's really necessary to contact a coach, like, you're upset. You're you cannot see how something makes sense. Sleep on it and then contact the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to get an email or a message with it laid out. I really don't like the. Can you call me? Can you call me? I will absolutely call parents, but I like to make sure I have all the facts. Yeah. So if I do not Important. coach you three. And I've got a parent who's like, can you call me about something that happened? The first thing I'm doing is calling my coaches. Mm -hmm. What happened with X, Y, and Z? Well, nothing happened. Okay, well, think really, really hard about anything that could have possibly made that kid get set off and why a parent would contact me. And then they'll usually go, oh, well, we moved her from the second row to the third, and she was a little upset, but then she moved on. 
Okay, so I want to know all the facts. Yeah. And so if you send me a message that is short, sweet, but kind of lays out what we want to talk about, our dialogue and our problem solving is going to be 20 times better. Yeah. Right? Again, I don't like to deal in the, I feel, feelings are hurt. She feels like, I like black and white. She mm -hmm. was in the second row. She moved to the third row. She doesn't feel like she understands. And then I'm going to say, could you ask her if the coach has said anything? Well, they said that her toes weren't pointed. Okay. That is why she moved from the second row to yeah. the third row. So what I would say is instead of focusing on fixing it for her, she needs to focus on working on getting her toes pointed. Mm -hmm. And I, again, that, that opens up a whole different dialogue. I have, I've had parents that have messaged me after private lessons, you know, so-and-so is upset. She feels like she doesn't understand what you mean by shrug through your shoulders. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, great. Next lesson, I can, one, change my delivery. And we can spend some more time working on how to shrug your shoulders properly in that skill. Absolutely. And do you find that when you're doing tumbling, um, and especially when you first work with a kid, when you're like, I'm so sorry, you want to work on a layout, but we need to work on your tuck, that that kid is upset about it? Um, typically, most times, yes, they are upset. But I try and explain to them why this is important. And it typically goes back to, do you want your skill two out of ten times, or do you want your skill... 10 out of 10 times. Mm -hmm. Do you want it to look very pretty so you blend in well on the team? Or do you want it to look kind of sloppy so you stand out? Do mm -hmm. you want to be a count behind or do you want to be on count? I mm -hmm. use terms like that to kind of help them understand this is going to help you be better at this. Right. And it typically is pretty smooth from there. So again, like just talking to them. Kids are smart, you mm -hmm. Kids are smart. And I think sometimes we streamline information to kids yeah. because we don't think they can understand it. You can help these kids become absolute beasts in the world of cheer by not only giving them directions and educate and education, but explaining why. Yeah. Right. So when I make any kind of change or if I make a, a, an adjustment or I do something, I don't just say, well, we're going to this formation now because I said we're going to this formation. I say we're going to this formation because the way we were doing it before the back walkover legs are, are we're showing our weakness. Mm -hmm. We're showing our weakness too um, visibly. We need to adjust the formation so that your back walkovers look better than they did before, which means the likelihood that our technique scores are higher is higher. The likelihood that we score higher is higher. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that means that when we hit, it's going to matter more. Yeah. Right. And so if you explain it to kids like that, then they can take that piece of information and they'll be resistant. A lot. They'll be a lot less resistant yeah. the next time you deal with stuff. Right. Right. So then the next thing with parents is stay out of the drama. There are parents that feed on drama. Mm -hmm. And you know the problem with drama is drama does not like being drama alone. <laughs> it's not fun to be drama alone. Mm -hmm. They want to be drama with you yep. and with this one and with this one. And then guess what? When it all hits the fan, they're going to let you take the fall. Oh, yeah. Right? I never said that. I never said I that. I never spoke that, to someone. I, so. I think that might have been Becky's mom that said that. No, Becky's mom said that you said it. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe Becky's mom right now, right? So stay out of the drama. If you've got a cheer mom friend that is never happy, they're not your friend. Mm -hmm. They're not your friend. You are their alibi and you are their accountability yeah. partner so that when they get in trouble, they're going to say, it wasn't just me. It was me and Becky's mom. Don't think that they won't throw them under. You know who who is the biggest group of tattletales in the world? Cheer moms. Mm. Okay? You think children are? No. Cheer moms. Right? I tell them all the time. I don't even have to investigate anything because your best friend is going to tell me. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to act appalled mm -hmm. when they find out that I know. How did Kat know? <laughs> Ma'am, you text me. You called me. Mm -hmm. You pulled me to the side. Because even though she's your friend, you know somebody else's mom heard her complaining. Yeah. And that you are going to be implicated too. Of course. Right? Of course. So cheer mamas. If you think that you're complaining or, you know, saying something and that nobody hears it, like you're fooling yourself mm -hmm. <laughs> because I always hear all sorts of things. That doesn't mean I necessarily address it. Yeah. I just file it mm -hmm. back in my head. Okay. And, I, and I think it's, like you said, it's important to kind of stay out of the drama because it all, all is about the culture that you're creating. Correct. What culture do we want to have as you're coming to watch your child mm -hmm. in the, in the waiting room? Yeah. Right. I can. Yeah. In our culture at Lux, I mean, I'm really, really, really lucky in that, but I'm not lucky because I created this. Mm -hmm. I created it like this intentionally, right? Mm -hmm. I forged it. I forged the idea that like crazy parent doesn't live here and crazy mama and daddy don't survive here. Like I will not nicely and quietly ask you to go someplace else. Um, again, while you tell everybody you quit. Um, 
or you chose somebody else. Like, <laughs> like it is what it is. Um, but we forge it on, on purpose. Yeah. We make sure that when we have um, any issues, I stomp it. So parents know that if they are vocally coaching from the side or verbalizing their dissatisfaction with something, they know, and the other parents know that like it will be addressed, right? Yeah. If there's concerns, just email me, just text me. Our parents know, our mm -hmm. parents know. Yeah. And so if somebody says something like, let's say it's power hour in the gym, Wednesday at 6 p.m. in our gym is power it's hour wild. for tumbling. It is a full gym. It's like the happiest thing in the world to me. Like we've got literally like 11 coaches on the floor. <laughs> like we <laughs> we have a we have a full floor and a half mm -hmm. and then a tumble track, a rod floor and a yeah, spring floor. It's full, pretty, pretty and packed. Air floor. Um, 7,500 square feet, including the offices. So we're not a super huge facility, but power hour on Wednesday is like the coolest hour to me in life. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun for everybody, but the parent viewing area <laughs> parents, because they're like, and they're like sardines. Um, for cheer, power hour is like Tuesday at like six, right? It's the most amount of kids we have at one time coming yeah. in and out. So let's say it's power hour in the parent viewing, which is the most full parent viewing is. If there's some parent that says something off the wall, the amount of text messages or emails or messages phone I just get, starts going off. Oh yeah, my my watch, <laughs> ding 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 ding, um, because they know it does not live here like that. Like yeah. we do not do this mm -hmm. at Lux, right? And and it's 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 impeding on their yeah their time to watch their yes. child. And they want to watch their child and enjoy it. Yeah. And there's nothing. My kid, I have a kid that plays. Um, my son who's 12 plays soccer and he plays basketball. And when he was little, he was the best kid on the team because me and my husband are kind of supersized. Like we're tall. Our kids have always been like in the 100th percentile of height <laughs> and weight. Um, and so when he was little, he was dominant. And then as he got older, like honestly, his work ethic is not that great. His competitive drive is not that great. Um, and there are times I watch his games and I'm like, oh my gosh, why did we put him in soccer? He does not like to run. Like, how do you play soccer if you don't like to run? Yeah, like, Give him a game controller. Though. I know, give him a game <laughs> controller. And I told Andrew, I said, I think it's time to move to golf. Like, <laughs> he's good at golf. I think it's time to move. The stamina and mm -hmm. his lung capacity just ain't it, right? <laughs> but there is nothing worse than sitting at a, a, a soccer game and knowing like, oh my gosh, my kid is like, Whatever hustle is, he's doing the exact opposite of it, right? <laughs> he's just leisurely strolling. Like, he's like the dude that, like, the other kid will get the ball, and Mason will, like, raise his hand, like, like send it to me, and I'm like, no, run for it. <laughs> Go get it, right? Yeah. He's actually very athletic, mm -hmm. but he's just, like, he's so laid back. And that's his problem in sports yeah. is that he's, he is laid back, right? But there's nothing worse than watching a game. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're playing soccer, and my kid will not run. Oh my gosh. Like, but if somebody else's parent was like, I mean, Mason's not even running. Woo boy. Keep my when mama bear. Keep my son's name out your mouth. mouth. Yes. <laughs> yes. But like I know he's he's not. I hustling. can say it, you can't say it. Yeah, I can say it about my kid, but you can't, right? And that's um, how I was growing up with siblings. I can I can say whatever I want about my brother, but you can't. Yes. And I have four siblings and I'm like, I can talk trash, but you can't talk about my sister. Like, yeah. I'm gonna get you. Um, but yeah, like if some parent was sitting in the, in the stands and being like, gosh, Mason Whedon is not running fast. I'd be like, excuse me, ma'am. That's my kid. That was one. That was your one. <laughs> that was one, two and three strikes. Like you're out lady. You um, and so if you're sitting in the parent viewing area and you're watching your kid who's struggling, you're already hyper aware. They're mm -hmm. struggling, right? You're already in distress. So when somebody else's mom starts giving suggestions mm -hmm. about how your kids could stop struggling, or maybe they should change the formation because your kid's not struggling because they're struggling, or maybe because they need to like put your kid in a different stunt group because they don't look like they can hold this one. Maybe they need to go to the other flyer. Like it makes parents like infuriated, of course. right? Because it's so personal to watch your kid. If your kid's in a block, if your kid's stunts not hitting, mm -hmm. if your kid is struggling with choreography, it's so personal, right? Yeah. And you don't need anybody else saying anything because there's nothing that you're not already thinking yeah right? or, or saying at home probably right so in our gym like our parents the culture is just these parents know like we don't do that but it was intentional yeah it was addressing problems very quickly yeah um respectfully professionally yeah i don't give threats mm -hmm. i don't give threats of i'm gonna kick you out of the gym i i let that stay in yeah. the air they're fully aware and if you're and if you're a, a coach or a tummy coach and you're encountering some of this for the first time like, don't be afraid to include your gym owner. Because there have been plenty of times when I really didn't write, maybe have the right words. I wasn't sure how to respond when I, like, sent Kat a message I was, I was planning on sending. Just to, like, double check that it was okay. She says, this sounds good. And then I start communicating right. with the parent. And what I always tell our coaches is, I have sent the wrong text 
the wrong email. I've responded the wrong way to a phone call. I've responded the wrong way to a parent um, talking to me a thousand times yeah. as a younger it ha- it's coach. It's going to happen. And it happens. It's going to happen. But like, if I can help you navigate that, and I don't just say, just say this. I say, let me tell you why you should say it like this. Right. Change those words around just a little bit. Say it like this. Soften it up. Keep the approach the same. Keep the approach the same. But, you know, stick to the facts. Yeah. Make sure the parent knows we love them, but we need them to do better. Right. But um, I have learned so much, and I've had a lot of really great mentors in this industry that have said, okay, like, that's not the right way to do it. Hey, cat, stop walking around with a pair of scissors in your pocket because they won't pull their hair back. Y'all, I was like a crazy 19-year-old coach. <laughs> if you don't get your bangs back, I'm going to cut your bangs off. Would I ever cut their bangs? No. But, like, should I probably, you know, have been telling them I was going to cut their bangs in 2003? Probably not. <laughs> should I put a pair of scissors in my back pocket? Like, probably not. Like, you know, to all those kids who survived the young coach cat, shout out to you <laughs> because I'm still being invited to your weddings <laughs> and your, the birth of your children. Um, but, like, I wanted them to know, like, I wanted your bangs out of your face. Well, yeah. as an adult coach, there are things that I'm like, I will not die on the hill of yeah. this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like prioritizing. I think I saw some meme that was like, or some Facebook post that was like, stop yelling at your kids every morning and then expecting them to go to school and have a great day. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's kind of the truth in that yeah. like, if you set your kids off in the morning and you are just chipping and yelling and yelling from the time that they wake up until they walk out of the door, do you think they're going to go to practice? Do you think they're going to go to the school and have a great day? They're going to do exactly what you did in the yeah. morning. Yeah, they're going to do what you did in the morning, or they're going to be so emotionally all over the place that they're they're going to go to school and they're going to be a terror for their mm-hmm. their, their their teachers, right? Yeah. Um, and we have that responsibility too, you know, which is don't don't treat kids like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just try to put myself in parents' shoes, and I remind myself that like. Sometimes the way the parents feel is like, if I don't stand up for my kid, who will? Yeah. Sometimes they're standing up when they don't need to stand up for their kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I I will sometimes just say to them, I understand why you came in like guns a-blazing. Yeah. Like, if you don't stand up for your kid, who will? I don't think this is a situation where you had to come in guns a-blazing mm-hmm. because I think that your kid was just redirected and faced some consequences of their lack of work. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, but... I, I try to put myself in the perspective. I try to, especially with coaches, like it's really easy as a coach, and this is not in a negative way to a coach, but it's really easy as a coach to disregard the parent aspect yeah. of this because they don't see the investment that parents put in. They don't see the numbers coming it's in. It's a hefty investment. It's a hefty investment. And um, I deal with a lot of like guilt with that investment. Like in that, like, come around the first of the month when I start seeing checks come in and stuff like, I'm like, okay, great. We can pay the gym's bills. We can get ready for competition. We can pay this, 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 and this. But I also think to myself, like, man, that one parent paid X, Y, and Z this month. And that's a car note. That's part of that. That is almost, uh, if you've got multiple kids, that's almost like a mortgage payment. And I struggle with parents investing that kind of money and that kind of family time for us to not hear them when they're in distress or for us to disrespect them. And so um, there are coaches that understand that. But I think as an owner who sees the money and the time and sometimes sees the cracks in the veneer and has kids who do sports and sees what it takes, I start thinking to myself, like, we have to give parents the benefit of the doubt because this is a major investment, right? Um, But, yeah, I think if you're communicating, if you are addressing what kind of parent you're dealing with, if you you deal with stuff quickly and respectfully – if you sleep on it, mm-hmm. do not just talk to parents right away. Um, and if at the end of the day, you remind yourself that, like, you're in a relationship with these parents, too. Yeah. Right? And these parents, like, for these kids, like, you may be the greatest. That that practice may be the greatest part of their week. Their day. All week. They may be going, I cannot wait for junior two practice. I cannot wait. And then if the first thing we do when we come into practice is yell at them because they accidentally wore the wrong, wrong shirt or they picked up the wrong bow, or they don't have a bow, or everything they do they feel like is wrong. Like, that kid waited all week for this. Kind of like <laughs> I wait for the House of the Dragon yeah. all week. If um, that kid waits all week for that moment, and all you do is come down on them. Yeah, they have a terrible experience. Yes. And for some parents that are that families are going through family dynamics that are hard they financially. Want to, they want to get their kid there. Right. Maybe your family's going through something financially 
emotionally, mentally, the family dynamic is changing, your kid's having a hard time at school, and they know that cheer is their light-up moment, but then they come in and you are just on their kid, on their kid, you move their formation, you're, and that kid comes out defeated, you're thinking to yourself, like, no, this was supposed to be that one moment right. this week that that kid had where they got to succeed at everything they did, or they got to push and challenge, but they got to rise above what was going on. So we just got a lot of responsibility and we yeah. got to understand from a parent perspective, like it's a lot, like life is heavy yeah. outside the gym, right? Yeah. Right. And like, and like we always say, um, the coach's role is so important. Mm -hmm. um, the parent's role is so important, but at the end of the day, it really is about the athletes and we mm -hmm. owe it to the parent. We owe it to the athlete. So one, respond in empathy, open the crown of communication, just so that we're, we're protecting our peace, but we're also protecting the peace and the culture of, of the place that mm -hmm. we work, you know, yep. for, for their benefit and ours and for the and for the kids. And for the kids, yes. And I am so protective of our kids, but I'm really protective of our coaches. Yeah. Every one of our coaches at Lux has cheered for me, either at the school level or at the all-star level. Mm -hmm. I am so ingrained in our coaches' lives. Our coaches are friends. Our coaches are family to me. And if I think a parent is mistreating their coach, like I will step in there. Um, but I'm really defensive of our coaches because I've got to be a part of a lot of their lives, mm -hmm. right? But we want to be a part of these kids' lives. Yep. And one day I want you to be defensive of these kids that come back and coach for you, yeah. right? Um, but no, parents are just really important. I mean, we've hit what not to do. Mm -hmm. Well, what not to do, send demanding text messages. <laughs> um, expect for your way to be the way. Um, I really dislike parents that say to me, like, I'm spending a lot of money to do X, Y, and Z. Well, I spent a lot of money on my house note, and the <laughs> bank does not care. Okay? But I do care. So please don't come at me like I don't. Right? Mm -hmm. I do care. Yeah. And for any parent who's out there who's really questioning um, if they're a great parent, like, if you are supportive of your coaches, your gym, and your ownership, if you're a part of that gym and you are proud, and when people are watching, you're proud, mm -hmm. and you're a fan and when people are not watching your pound when you're a fan if you're able to be positive during the hills which is very easy to be positive when yeah. you're on top of the mountain but you can be positive and support supportive when we're at those valleys yeah then like you are the greatest parents ever we've got a parent who last night brought in crumble cookies i just got a message that was like do you want some crumble cookies <laughs> and i'm like of course i mean i ran on the treadmill for an hour yeah. today yeah. I'm on a diet to try to get ready for this cruise we're going on in, in three months. And I was like, yes, let Bless. me burn all of my we calories. We have parents that bring in pizza. We have parents that bring in cookies. Yes. All kinds of nice things for us. Yes, and it was for nothing. It was just because she was trying to give us some love. We have parents that will be like, hey, I'm running to Starbucks. Do you want to give us Starbucks? There's seven staff. Are you sure? Yes, give me all the orders. And there's sometimes parents that just will send a message. I, I get this sometimes that are like, Thank you for being yeah, positive. Those are so great. Those are the greatest ones. And um, we put out some messages about how um, to our families, our all-star families, about what we're doing within the building to make sure these kids are protected and to understand that stuff's going really crazy right now in all-stars. And for them to hear from me that, like, I am a one-strike-and-you're-out person when it comes to child protection. Mm -hmm. If I have coaches that I feel like are disrespectful to kids, or are mentally, emotionally, physically, if I get even a wind that there's a coach that's not doing what they're supposed to do, we're gonna, if it's not abusive, we are gonna redirect. Mm -hmm. But if it's even concern that they just can't help uplift kids, they're out, right? Yeah. And so I put a message out to the parents that basically just said like, I have a hard line when it comes to what we allow yeah. in here and who we allow to work with our kids and who we allow to be a coach and I want you to know that not every gym does this, but this is where I'm at. And as a mm -hmm. mom, like, I would never forgive myself if I did not take that seriously. And I just got some messages that were like, thank you. Thank you for just being another layer of defense for our kids. Yeah. That message cost zero dollars mm -hmm. for them to send, but just reminded me that um, we're doing something right. And I know I talk a lot, but I just give one more, one mm -hmm. more. So during the pandemic, that was like emotionally and mentally probably like the worst time for everybody in gym life. Like, Everything stopped, right? So you work from May until the end of the season for your big events, no matter what those big events are. You're on this journey with these kids for years and you want to culminate that season. And um, when we first went into the lockdown, we all thought like, we'll be back in a month. And then everything started getting canceled. Every yeah. end of the season event. And there were kids that this was their only, their one and only worlds, their one and only summit, their one and only shot at this team. Mm -hmm. 
And I was so devastated for that loss. And, and um, our parents, we, we couldn't see each other in, pur- in person. And I was like, okay, technically, everybody's still under contract. Technically, what you pay on March 1st really helps pay for what we bought in, in October. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know people are being laid off. People are being furloughed. Like, like life is really hard. And yeah. I said, if you have it in your means, I would love for you to still pay that installment on March 1st. Like, because I want the gym to be around on the other side of the pandemic. Of if you can't, just shoot us a message and we'll figure it out. You know, our accountant's like, what do you mean you'll figure it out? I'm like, we'll figure it out, right? Okay. Um, and so we were getting tuition, like, that wasn't running via the the, the, system, the system, like, via check and stuff. And people started sending me, like, like, like snail mail letters of their tuition mm-hmm. or dropping it off on my doorstep. Because, again, nobody's talking. Nobody's interacting. Nobody's yeah. talking. We're all, you know, 45 feet apart. And I got about six snail mail letters of with tuition checks in it that were just like, we love you. We love the gym. We are going to be back the day it opens. Mm -hmm. Thank you for helping us navigate this. This is so hard. Like, just know we love you. Like, we will be back. Like, like, Kat, you're so important to our families. And I have every one of those six letters in a glass frame Mm -hmm. in my office in the house. Like, every one of them. Mm -hmm. And I look at them all the time and I remind myself that, like, those people stood by me during what was a valley for the gym. Look, if you could see me, you could see I'm a little Terry. Those people stood by me in what was a valley Mm -hmm. for the gym. And when I get notes at Christmas um, or um, during the season from parents, I keep them. And I literally have two or three, three glass frames in my office that just have notes throughout. Mm -hmm. Like, and I just keep them. I just keep them because it's a reminder of, the good times yeah so it doesn't cost anything to be a good mm-hmm. parent you can you can buy your coach's starbucks and cookies like we will happily we will take it happily. we will grovel for that, it. that might be the best part of our day yes <laughs> except for you know i'm over here with like mr health nut who's like <laughs> sees the crumble cookie box walks into the office and it's like are those for everybody i'm like yeah they're for everybody and then he walks back out i can't i can't eat those i've been eating so terribly and then he walks back in and he's like well what kind are in there and then he walks back out and then he walks back in and he's like okay just a little piece oh, <laughs> like um but like those little things. Yeah, I have, mean I have so much. I have a couple letters on my fridge that the kids gave me last season. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The, those little things mean so yeah. much, and right? It's, it's encouraging, and it helps. Yeah. And like the same way we talk about, you know, things going on in your parents' lives, things going on in our lives. So mm-hmm. when we get those letters, sometimes it really is like encouraging that we are doing what we're meant to do, and that um, you know, we're doing a good job yeah. at it too. And I love the messages that are like, oh, this parent just started kind of chipping in the parent viewing area, but this mom was like, hey. Here at Lux, we trust the process. Mm, I was like, thank you, you know, Sandy's mom for (laughs) shutting that down. Like that right there, you can't buy that. You You can't can't buy support. And so parents, like you are just like the kids. If you hear somebody saying negative things and you allow it to fly, like you're just as culpable. So if people are doing that, like you just tell them, like, we trust the process. Like, you know, Sandy's going to be great. She's going to be fine. I know times are hard right now. Trust the process. Kat's going to make sure everybody looks good. The coaches are going to make sure everybody looks good. But, um, and that is not a shameless plug for you to buy your coaches a bunch of Christmas gifts. But if you feel like it, you should. We will have. Yeah, it'll take them. (laughs) Um, Look, and every coach out there is saying amen, right? You know. They're like, um, Lulu. (laughs) Yes, I know, right? Those are just for the parents who have been around forever and that know how to buy my affection. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I would say most parents out there are probably doing exactly what they need to do. I, I would agree. You don't have to be big and loud to be supportive mm-hmm. and to be a great parent. And you don't have to be meek and quiet. You can have all the personality. But if you can't handle the parent viewing area, stop going to the parent viewing area. I've got parents that like literally like Netflix and chill on their own mm-hmm. in the parking lot. And that's the best hour of their lives. Sometimes they go out there. I'll walk out after I'm done. I'll see people napping. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the best sleep you're ever going to get. You know, your child's safe. And, you know, you got one hour where turn your phone on silent and nobody bothers you, mm-hmm. right? But um, you don't have to be loud and boisterous to be a great parent. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, but parent viewing is not for everybody. Yeah. It's open for everybody, but some people just cannot yeah. handle it. I know that. I'm like, like the week before our very first event, if you are, if you are not, if you are weak of heart, do not come <laughs> to parent viewing because sometimes that week before our first event, the kids are crazy mm-hmm. the first couple of days. And I'm like, 
okay, why is it right before the first event you decided to forget what the routine is and yeah. what we're doing? And then by practice two, they were like, they got it. But like mom and dad maybe can't handle practice one. Yeah. Like that practice may be too much, you know? So I tell parents, if, if it's not fun to you, go sit in parent viewing. And if you're a parent that sits in parent viewing every practice, I encourage you to stop. And then lastly, I feel like it's hard to see progress when you watch it every single day. Like when you watch every single day, you don't see change, right? That's true. If you ever had a friend who's either lost out of weight or grown their hair out, like if you see them every day, you don't see it happen. But if you see them like once every couple of weeks, you're like, oh, mm -hmm. your hair's gotten so much longer. Yeah. Oh, girl, what are you eating? Like, you know, like, what are you doing? Um, and so sometimes it's more fulfilling to see the progress. I've got some parents that sit in the parking lot and will not come in and, except for like once a month. Yeah. And then I'll get a message like, that team is looking great. And I'm like, wonderful. Because the, the other parent who sits here every day wants to know, like, if I should switch the sun groups. Yeah, like, you know. It's the same. I've, I've had some parents that they'll watch their daughter's private lessons. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it seems like she's not getting better. I'm like, she's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> if you saw her, if you remember three weeks ago, she wasn't doing this and now she is. So you're right. Sometimes when you're watching it up close, it's hard to kind of tell the difference that's happening. But Yes. And so I, I really do um, encourage parents to not not watch it every time or if you're in the gym like we have an area in our gym where like parent viewing is like over to the left and it's in like it's kind of own little room well come sit in the lobby part of the gym or sit in your car or talk to another parent like talk to another adult for a couple of minutes but yeah shout out to all you parents out there we appreciate you especially moms and you know dads that are like always a part of it like Nine times out of ten, you get a bad rep in this sport because, mm -hmm. like, we just say crazy cheer mom. And you may be a totally sane cheer mom, yeah. you know. Um, but shout out to the parents because, literally, we could not do this without you. Mm -hmm. And you're so important to the actual dynamic. And you may be really, really good for 364 days of the year, and then you lose your mind for one, and then people think you're crazy. And really, you were just very passionate in yeah. that moment. We appreciate um, you. And if you haven't yet... Let your coaches, let your gym owners know that they're yeah. doing a good job. Because <laughs> this this time of the year is hard. Mm -hmm. You think it's hard on your kid, it's hard on us. I look at every one of our teams and it's like, I know what their goals are. I know what their hopes are. I know what their dreams are. I've got some kids that are in their first year of All-Star and I've got some kids that this is it. Mm -hmm. This is their last year. I've got some kids that have fought so hard to be at Worlds and now they're there. And guess what? It's really hard and it's not going well. Yeah. I've got some kids who like... We're ready for level four seven years ago. They're finally on level four and it's it's hard and it's, it's not rough. going well and it's and it's they've got work to do, mm -hmm. right? So as coaches, we are finalizing counts, getting music in, you know, you're finishing up choreography, you're making hard calls right now. Yeah. We're in the editing phase of the season where you're having to take stuff out and it's hard to take stuff out for kids who work really hard, right? Yeah. Um, this is a really hard time in the gym. And the parents want to see it all come together. Or the kids want to see it all come together. The coaches want to see it all come together. But sometimes this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Right? So parents, exercise a little bit of grace. Coaches, exercise a little bit of grace with these parents, right? Yeah, of course. It's so important that you just keep in mind that um, respond with empathy. Parents are going through things just as much as we are. And we have to remember, like, you know, just be a kind person. Yes. Be a kind person. Let's not jump the gun. Let's respond with grace always. Life happens outside of the floor, and that can affect what happens in here. Of course. Um, as with the kids, it happens with the parents yeah. and with the coaches. So um, hopefully you enjoyed this honest communication. <laughs> there it is. Um, about parents. You know, we spend a lot of time in this industry kind of complaining about parents, but man, I've got parents of athletes that just as I'm getting invited to their, you know, these kids' weddings, there are parents that as a as an old parent of mine who this kid has been out of the game with me for 15 years. I'll post something on Facebook and I'll get a message that's like, I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. Look what you're doing. And y'all, that could like drive me to tears. Yeah. So like they're a part of my lives for the rest of my life. And um, we appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Just, just don't be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, this is 5678. And beyond. And beyond. <laughs>